hey, you, what are you doing here? How'd you end up here? No, I'm just kidding. Welcome to Song Prescription. I'm Kaylee, one third of the people you'll regularly hear in this podcast. Sometimes we make callbacks to previous episodes. That by no means means you have to go back and start at episode one. You can pick up wherever your little heart desires, but if you feel a little lost or you feel like there are too many inside jokes, just know everything draws back to things we've discussed before. If you get a little bit tired of our banter, check the episode description. There's a timestamp of when we start prescribing songs. If you don't know what I'm talking about on song prescription, listeners send in their needs, their ailments, their moods, and we give them prescriptions in the form of music. Each episode has a corresponding playlist. You can find everything at our website, songrxpod.com. Interact with us. We want to hear what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're needing. We are at songrxpod on all the socials. Again, this is Song Prescription. We hope you enjoy. We hope you stay a little while, maybe a long while. We hope you become our best friend. So we'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. That's not as good as an espresso martini Ooh. in a bar. Yeah, this is... Ooh. I like the vodka-based one, not the orange wine. I know. <laughs> and as I took that sip, I was like, weird. And then I'm like, oh, wine cocktail. This oh. kind of tastes like those uh, uh, monster coffee yes, drinks. Yes, they, they, they taste like they have um, like sucralose in them. Okay, so <laughs> lover boy, you've done better, baby. Yeah, yeah I do like the uh, sparkling hard teas. My, my wife only got them because she's such a uh, Summer House fan. She's a Bravo babe. Can we just talk about this past weekend? It, it was such an epic weekend for music. I think all of us were busy. We were all going to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we we also didn't go to a show that we probably should have on Sunday. <sighs> Tuesday. Oh, oh yes, on Sunday. Sunday. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, but uh, Kaylee's looking confused. Is that that was the Anita Baker night. But yes. what night were you at Janet? I was on. I was at Janet on Saturday. Anita was at oh, the same okay. place Sunday. on Sunday, and I. I knew that she was coming, actually, because my wife... I didn't. Did you, Kaylee? <laughs> uh, only because Roxy <laughs> yeah, told us. Yeah. Well, my wife was looking at who was coming to what is now CFG Arena, Bank Arena, yeah. here in Baltimore. Yeah, so I saw Janet Jackson on Saturday, and the next day, Anita Baker was going to be there. And so I took a picture because she was like on the um, like monitors advertising, and I was like, guys, clear your schedule. I feel like we should go yeah but it was mother's day it was a tough day to to swing it yeah i thought you were talking about lizzo on tuesday i'm talking about i'm just talking about the weekend i mean lizzo's cool (laughs) but the weekend we all had plans to go to shows yeah i mine was pretty cool because this is like an impromptu thing that happened i drove casey to lincoln financial (laughs) what are you doing the link I just, I'm probably not going to have anything to add. So I put my mic. Sorry. Well, it's nothing. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm not really going to talk about Taylor Swift too much. But so we, we're driving up. We get to the hotel. She's freaking out. Wait, freaking out because she's excited or freaking out because we're like running out. late. Okay. And I don't know. She only has like so X amount of minutes to get ready before Freebie, Phoebe Bridgers goes on. So she really wanted to see that. Freebie uh, before freebie. Freebie. <laughs> Is that what was making you spit that? <laughs> are, you, are you okay? Oh, gosh. Freebie. <laughs> that joke was free. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Hey, you guys. This is Song Prescription. Welcome to episode three. 
Um, Roxy is one of our <laughs> co-hosts. She she may be incapacitated for the night. I'm Kaylee. I'm Jim. I'm Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you're listening to Song Prescription, where we prescribe you uh, songs for any of your situationships, ailments, uh, feelings, emotions. Honestly, it's I didn't even fuck up that bad. I said I just added a little R. Freebie. <laughs> Freebie. I didn't realize it. That's just like the knockoff version. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the Wish.com version. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, we hit we hit traffic. I drop her off. She's like, "Drop me off here," and I'm like, "I don't know where I'm going because it's is Philadelphia, and I really haven't driven there before." But um, so I go back to the hotel. I open up my phone, and I I see this band that. Well, first of all, I should say that I had tickets to go see this band Shame at. Okay, Union so I'm Transfer. glad you're ex- I'm glad you're explaining this because Chris and I in our weekend, I was like, "Look at how close Casey is and these tickets," and then I was like, yeah. "And Jim was going to see another band like the same night. It just happened to work out." And then suddenly you're at another show, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, so this is this is how it happened. So I had tickets to go see Shame at Union Transfer, which was like pretty close to our hotel. And I was like, maybe I should just walk. And then I was like, I'll just drive, whatever. And then I was on my phone in the hotel room, or I was on. I opened up my phone and I saw like Instagram, and it was like another band that I follow. They were like Philly Tonight at Kung, Kung Fu Necktie, and I saw this band called Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol. And then I saw like six songs, and then I drove back to Union Transfer to go see Shame for the rest of that. And then Casey didn't have service the whole time because the, the link was packed. Yeah, and everybody's using their phones and losing their minds. Yeah, my uh. brain's coming up with the worst scenarios. So like, I'm not drinking at the shows. I'm like, I'm just gonna go pick her up. And then I felt like such like a, like a dad. dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honey, and I'm here. Yeah, I literally was gonna say the same thing. Hi, honey. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> In like, your minivan. Yeah, and then like, Dave, girl style. And getting back to Lincoln Financial, I couldn't get off the exits, like, right near the stadium. The police had them blocked off, I guess, for mm-hmm. to control mm-hmm. traffic. Yeah. And so, like, I'm I'm speeding down 95 with my windows down. I hear bad blood, like, just <laughs> screaming from the stadium. It sounded like a, a siren. D- during that song that yeah. she performed, did you see that uh, she was yelling at the security guards at her concert? Oh, uh, no. Did you see this? Oh, there was a Baltimore County woman who was, like, getting kind of manhandled by the security guards, like, right up in the front row. And Bad Blood was playing, and Taylor was like, she didn't do anything! Leave her alone! Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it was, like, in all the headlines, and they were like, uh, Taylor... Taylor Swift has b- Bad Blood with security at her own show. <laughs> yeah. They were like, Taylor defends Baltimore, Baltimore County woman. woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, so many people went up to Philly for the yeah. show. There were some people that stayed here in Baltimore to see Janet. I was gonna say her first name ain't Baby. Oh yeah, it's Janet. Yeah, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever spit that line <laughs> in your life? <laughs> I have never spit that line. Mm. There's an Office episode where Steve Carell or uh, Michael says to Jan um, to Pam, he's like uh, to Jam. <laughs> yeah, he's like um, Pam. Miss Beasley, if you're nasty. <laughs> nice. How many NBC shows are we going to reference? We talk about all of the, the killer shows. <sighs> we hit Parks and Rec. Rugrats. 
What? We haven't done. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done Thirty Rock yet. You have to remember, Roxy didn't have cable. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> there were so in the beginning of the last episode when you were talking about uh, the show Doug, I could and getting it wrong. I could reference a, a couple of things. Uh, well, I knew it was Patty Mayonnaise, but that was because. They would like play years later, they would play Nickelodeon shows or like some Disney shows on ABC or CBS. So, like, by the time Doug came to. I think it had to be CBS because Paramount, I think, is the the parent company of both. But the Disney shows would play on ABC and the Nickelodeon shows would play on CBS. By the time Doug made it to cbs i was like way too old like all my peers had stopped watching that show but i finally could catch up and figure out what the fuck they were talking about so i was like in high school <laughs> watching duck <laughs> oh man who's roger he's the, the bad guy yeah when, he's I like a, he dresses like a crust punk yeah he's like the fawns yeah. <laughs> he's just like the fawns yeah it's sick uh and then skeeter skeeter valentine is that right? BFF, yeah. Okay. He's like Got the that uh, name. Buster Baxter. Yeah. Skeeter. <laughs> <laughs> I barely know her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was just sitting here dissociating. I was like, huh, what? Skeeter, Valentine. You said crust punk, and I envisioned like peanut butter jelly, and then my brain was stuck on that. And you guys were just going, and I was like, where am I? That tends to happen. I feel like, and these lover boys probably aren't doing doing us any favors. Oh, I have lover boy in my nostrils. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Ludacris opened for Janet. <laughs> and I could not. I don't know. I don't know where. Oh, I, I was at Walton singing karaoke is where I was. I was like, I don't know where I was. Um, when you started sending those things through, and at first when you sent the Luda one, I was like, wait. What what video is she watching, or what meme is this? Not realizing that you were like physically at the show watching. <laughs> yeah, and then the big arms. So in a number of, I, I think Ludacris has a very good sense of humor, but he doesn't really show it um, through him. Um, he'll show it in other ways, like his music videos and whatnot. But he. Um, in his music videos, he's got like some exaggerated features throughout the years. Hulk He'll arms, have, like yeah, Hulk arms, big sh- like in uh, stand up, he's wearing like a big sneaker, and so when he was performing those songs, he would go behind stage, put on the big shoes, come out, perform, do the song, leave the stage, and be like, "Don't act like you didn't see my big shoes." Do you <laughs> ever what? think two thousand and two Luda thought that that was what he was going to become, opening for Janet Jackson? <sighs> Putting on the cartoonish paraphernalia. I think that's the sense of humor in him. Huh. I think that. So I'd, I'd be down to open for Janet Jackson. Absolutely. Janet, call me. Follow me at Cable when you're talking about parts. Hit me up if you want me to open for you, <laughs> and I'll wear the even bigger shit than uh, Ludacris. Um, oh, can I say a few? <coughs> things? Yeah, sure. So he said uh, again. His sense of humor. Um, he did a shout out to the all the Fast and Furious fans in the crowd. So people were like, "Yay!" They're on. Yeah, and he Movie called 27. it. He called it the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, yeah, one of, probably one of the most successful movie franchises ever. So many, and there's like a new one coming out with Jason Momoa. Yes. Yeah. Wonder why yeah. J- they're Jack Fast Frost X. two, Jack Frost three, <laughs> Jack Frost four never came out. Um, Luda's first song, he tried to uh, his DJ tried to stump the audience, and he was like, "Do you 
I was like, I bet you don't remember what the first Luda song was. And I was like, I know it. I looked at my wife and I was like, I know exactly what it is. And um, do you guys know? No. Fuck I'm not no. even going to try. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. I think when I say it, you're going to be like, I just oh. told you I don't know where I am. How am I going to remember <laughs> the first Luda song? I want to. Oh, yeah. I want to. Nice. So my, uh, when I was in. Damn, Luda was just like came on the scene and was like, I'm a freak. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was his very first hit. That was 20 How do I catch ago. him off guard? Because that song came out in uh, tw- 2000. Nice. And uh, I was in seventh grade. And I was in history class one day. My teacher, her name was Miss Ward. And somehow it got this conversation got started that Ludacris went to Centerville High School, which was the local high school um, in my town. Some kids were like, no, he didn't. Some of the kids were like, yeah, he did. He lived in London Town, which was uh, a neighborhood in, in Centerville. And um, the thing is, like, where we went to school, the schools were so big. And if you didn't show up for picture day, you just weren't featured in the yearbook. So he probably never showed up for picture day. And there was no way to prove it. So fast forward some Too years. Too cool for school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he had bigger dreams. Um, and <laughs> Licking people dreams. from their head to their toes. <laughs> yeah. Like his bigger arms and bigger shoes and bigger... <laughs> Everything big. <laughs> Everything, Everything was big, big yeah. in this line, yeah. Um, so fast forward some years later, there was uh, a news anchor that emerged from Centerville, Virginia, and was like in the D.C. news. And then she went on to do ESPN. And so like in 2016 or 17, she was on uh, in the studio, and Ludacris was there, and she tweeted this out. Are we talking about Lindsay Zarniak? Yeah! How did you know her? You can use her name. She's a like famous sports reporter. Oh yes, uh. <laughs> that's how I know you don't watch ESPN. I knew she was local and started like here in the area, but yeah, like our listeners outside of the DMV are gonna know who Lindsay okay, Zarniak yeah. are. Lindsay oh, Zarniak, Centerville, Virginia. Lindsay native. Zarniak is. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, so she she was a hero one night because she ran into Ludacris at the studio, and she was like, "There's this rumor that you went to my high school." She was like, did you go to Centerville High School? And Ludacris was just like, not really phased by any of this. And he was like, I did. One year, my mom lived in Centerville. And it, like that tweet went viral. In, that video went viral in Centerville. Of for course <laughs> it did. <laughs> for that one night. Um, but we finally had that mystery answered. It was great. Lizzo like and Beyonce April. went to the same high school. Oh, in Texas? Yeah. When you text us that picture of Ludacris, you said, I'll have to tell you about this Centerville murder mystery or it was just a mystery just a mystery oh because i was like ludicrous tied to some sort of murder i cannot wait to hear this story no it's he, just that he went to centerville high school for yeah. one year yeah. when he one was year, a, Lindsay i am so, so disappointed he, right now he <laughs> oh, murdered <God>. Lindsay's <laughs> pussy <laughs> murdered it oh her gosh that took a turn yeah he definitely licked her from her head to her toes <laughs> with those big arms <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, we can so. cut this. Good start, good start.
in all seriousness, this is Song Prescription, and I'm Kaylee. I'm Roxy. I'm Jim. That sounds much better. In that now that Roxy doesn't have Loverboy coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't have that to go second. sounds disgusting when you say that. <laughs> coming out of her nose? This is Song Prescription, where we give you uh, songs for whatever your moods, necessities, ailments, uh... What other words can we put in there, guys? For the weather, for any condition where you, where you need some audio treatment. Very, I don't know. It's very homeopathic in your ears. Yeah. And out your heart. Yeah. But yeah, so um, listener involvement is highly encouraged. Corresponding playlists. We've got all the things. We're gonna spend half of this, literally cleaning up <laughs> things that we said <laughs> in the last episode. Oh gosh. But welcome. Leaning. I don't want to go back to that. Those <laughs> that memories. was too many episodes again. <laughs> I was laughing re-listening to that, though, that Jim was just like, I'm never cleaning for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there that wasn't necessarily true, which is was kind of disappointing. Disappointing, yeah. yeah it like, is. Oh, man. Those heartbreaking moments that you're like, oh, I just did this, but I got to do it again. Yeah. What uh, the hell are you looking at over there? Oh, it's this website that I want to share with you guys. Oh, okay. All right. So it's from um, Pudding Dot Cool, and um, what uh, this repeat m- that Pudding P U D D I N G dot what Cool. Oh, okay. Dot com. Cool. C O O L. Okay. Um, there's more to it, more to the URL, but uh, this map that I'm looking at, uh, it replaces the name of the town. With the most Wikipedia resident, um, people were born in, lived in, or uh, connected to a place. So if you look at Centerville, Virginia, which is where I lived um, from ages 5 to 22. And where Ludacris lived for that one it year says, of high school. Yep, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ludacris yeah. is the most Wikipedia person. Um, but I'm going to send this to you guys so you can see if a musician is the most Wikipedia person in your... What does pudding have to do with any of that? Oh, okay. Here's is the easy... P-U-D-D you guys should get this. Who is the most Wikipedia person for Baltimore? Uh, right now, is it right now? Jada, I'm just over time. Uh, you're close. Willow you're, Smith. You're very close. You're very close, Kaylee. Who did she go to high school with? I don't know who Tupac. Jada went. Tupac. Yeah, Jim oh, yeah, got it. Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Uh, oh, and just so you know, Jim, since you were the one that didn't know 3LW, yeah. My fiance was like, yeah, they were super hot back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can only say that because they were closer. I was younger than them. They must be his age. Okay, well, yeah. how old's Chris? 40. 40. They're a couple okay. years younger than Yeah, them. yeah. I'm a little bit younger. All right, so are we going into follow-up facts? <laughs> I, I was more into, like, Destiny's Child. Oh, yeah, me too. I you did liked a whole them a little bit more mature. in seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> you liked them more pu- post-pubescent. <laughs> So Chris was into the lisp? I guess. Wait, wait. So are we going into follow-up facts? Because that's going to be number one. Hit it! All right. Top on follow-up facts. This is most important. I brought up 3LW last week and mentioned that there is a lisp in the song uh, No More. Um... After we recorded, I watched an interview on Guess What Show. Oh, I for night. sure thought you were going to say Sunday morning because that's the only I, thing you watch. I know. I do send you a lot of Sunday if it's morning. Sunday morning if it's not Sunday morning, it's NPR. 
I do send you a lot of nerdy, nerdy ass links. You guys, the amount of times I've had to tell Roxy that this is not an NPR podcast, that we're going to be conversational <laughs> and have fun. <laughs> Kaylee thinks that facts can't be conversational. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all we do is just talk about bullshit facts that we get wrong and they're not any they're not facts anymore. And then we're like, oh, this is actually the fact. So anyways, uh, I found this clip on YouTube uh, from Entertainment Tonight. And the interviewer is speaking to Keely Williams, who is one of the members of 3LW, who is the one who says, promises, promises. And she says to her, so you sang that song with a lisp, but you don't speak with a lisp. And Keely says, I don't have a lisp. <laughs> what was happening was when I recorded that song, I wasn't hitting the notes right, so they used the software to correct me singing. Oh, wow. And the result was this lisp. And so then they like noticed it, so they took off the software, but she wasn't hitting the right notes. So they, so were they like, kept okay. it on pre-auto-tune. <laughs> and I was like, I have mad respect for this woman for just like admitting that, because she was like, I wasn't getting it right. So, <laughs> so awesome. now I have a lisp yeah. that's going to follow me for my uh, entire life. Yeah. Well, she did say, she was like, you know, when people make fun of it, I, I don't take it personally. Yeah. Um, but and because I couldn't hit those notes, <laughs> we will say this here, and um, she will say it. Don't make fun of people who have speech impediments. I have a stutter, and we edit a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I do too. Uh, I yeah, think it's just you, a very human thing. If you have a stutter, I can't speak. Freebie. <laughs> 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 okay. The only thing I will say okay. is I am going to post that interview on our episode guides, which you can find at songrxpodcast.com. I almost just said songrxpod because that's what we are on everything else, but we are songrxpodcast.com. Maybe we should look into... Uh, I'm going to get the domain and then we'll just forward to songrxpodcast.com. Yeah. Well, now that you brought up pudding.cool, can we be songrxpod.cool? I don't know what country cool is. <laughs> Colombia. Oh, <laughs> Colombia. <laughs> Shall I just hit these facts and you guys can jump in? One more three LW thing. I learned. So after you said this about the orgy, I lo I looked it up, and it's an orgy with three or four members of B two K. I just couldn't believe how many vowels and numbers it was. I was like, how is that a band name? The early two thousands. <laughs> we're back to three LW. Not vowels, but like just letters. The early two thousands were very futuristic. So Y two K. Yeah, Y two K. Y two K B two K. Oh, B two K. But isn't the debate then what did three what did three LW stand for? Three little women. What does B two K stand for? B two K stands for Boys of the New Millennium. Cool. Boys to men, ABC. <laughs> no, they were just, it was very futuristic. It was cool to be, all the music videos, which, Kaylee, you know that I would watch that came through this Canadian public station that came to our non-cable TV. Um, all the music videos were very futuristic. Everyone wanted to be new millennium. So, yeah, B2K was um, Boys of the New Millennium. Imagine the headline being like, R2-D2 admits to having orgy with C-3PO. <laughs> 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 Do you love me? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let me get to these other things. In 2003, the Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries cross over. In the movie, Rugrats Go Wild. Oh, wow. So was Donnie Thornberry, I guess he was in the yeah. Rugrats movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. We got those We got those. Uh, not in the Rugrats movie, but in right. a Rugrats yeah, movie. Yeah, it was like a sequel to the Rugrats movie. But we weren't completely wrong. Okay. 
Well, neither was Roxy then, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember the commercials. Okay. Well, I, I wasn't sure if I was getting them mixed up, but I, I do remember Flea being featured in the preview or the TV spot. Gotcha. Nice. Um, <laughs> we wanted to know who Rod Stewart, who listens to Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah, what that demo was. Um, so there's a website called YouGov. It's a British international internet-based market research and da- data analytics firm headquartered in the UK. Have you and met Roxy? <laughs> she knows all the websites no one does. <laughs> well, they provide some uh, data on Rod Stewart. Um, he is most popular among uh, baby boomers. And uh, more popular among men than women. That's Surprising. what I would have thought. Really? Yeah, well, I would have thought. M- I would have thought men. Really, I went to white women. You oh. did. You said very adamantly white women. Yeah, more. He's more popular among. Um, so this is British. So they they define their parties uh, differently than um, than we do. Most popular among the Conservative Party, then the Labour Party, and then the Liberal Democrat. Um, but famous all around. Everybody pretty much knows him. Um, yeah, he's got that kind of like Joe Dirt haircut a little bit. <laughs> we call that a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, more people that voted in favor of Brexit like Rod Stewart than people that remote- voted to remain in the EU. Okay, um, last week, Jim thought that Jax's Victoria's Secret is the only song with the lyrics Big Boobs. Oh, dear God, did you search this? I did. Okay. And... Um, I got a lot of big boobs. Yeah. That, that what? <laughs> so uh, to be big fair, big boobs is such a that's such a lack of lyrical to artistry. To be fair, I did not know any of these other other artists or songs. utter utter <laughs> uh, free. That's a big boob on a cow. <laughs> <laughs> and who cares if they're not being very artistic? If Taylor can say the yeah. grass is green, people can say the boobs are big. Yeah, there was one artist. Well, I thought it was Travis Scott and. Uh, he had the lyrics "big boobs" and I was reading the verse and I was like, "Oh, this is a great verse." And then I realized it was Travis with a dollar sign for the S. <laughs> it wasn't the real Travis. Not Travis Scott. Um, last week I said that the same guy uh, wrote like all those songs for TGIF, all the theme songs. Was that wrong? Um, it's well, I use that as an exaggeration. I exaggerated that fact. Jesse Frederick wrote and performed the theme songs to the following TGIF shows. Is that Uncle Jesse? No, 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 no. Just but kidding. but if you look up Jesse Frederick, people people post pictures of Uncle, Uncle Jesse, Jesse. Naturally, yes. right? Different guy. Um, he wrote the following TGIF show uh, theme songs: Perfect Strangers, which is a super early TGIF show. It it didn't last too long. Um, Full House, which everyone knows. Family Matters, everyone knows. And Step by Step. Uh, he was actually born in Salisbury, Maryland. Step by step, day by day. On their ride in the roller coaster. Um, surfboard uh, does involve water. Um, in the bath, which which would mean it has to be in a bathtub. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just reverse cowgirl with a little bit of water. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my last thing, some of my friends were asking Katie how she felt, my wife felt about the crudeness of the show. And she said, I don't mind, except for I wish that... Uh, Roxy didn't say that she had a big fluffy clit. <laughs> she said, because that's not true. That, so made, that made my mom laugh. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm here to say during follow-up facts that I do not have one, and I'm just going to put that to rest. I said it because I thought it was funny. Yeah. You don't have one at all. My yeah, fun. you got your clit removed. It's it's in the bar, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in the bar. It's still yeah, hiding still from me, and I yeah, can, still can't find it. it. Yeah, I never found it. All right, good. I, my follow-up facts are short. Um, cool. 
Daisy Jones guy that we were literally just referring to as Daisy Jones guy. Sam Claflin? Uh, Sam Claflin. Oh, okay. We said that he like looked so old and wafy and it was just a weird look and we didn't find him attractive. He's only 36. And in other roles, he looks so much better. So it was something like about how he was casted and meant to be portrayed. Th- this is why I'm not going to get in shape because I'll just look older. <laughs> it's true. It does. Like it makes you look gaunt. Um, the fatter I get, the younger I look. Uh-huh. <laughs> I tried. God bless America. <laughs> Amen. Um, I tried to figure out which band Dave Grohl does not spend the money from, and you can't find like mm. the. Oh, you don't have his tax records? I don't. <laughs> you can't find the solid like like answer to either, but it is that he's like infamously frugal. Um, that he has this like set it and forget it mindset. So a paycheck goes into the bank and he has referred to it as being like dusty moldy old money that he never touches. So it is that he drives a quote unquote family car. I yeah, I did read an article yeah. he calls it a family car. Yeah, and that a like family vehicle. A, and a house that's not too big, like very kindly just being like a modest place and yeah, that he he's just a frugal guy. That's what's up. And uh even if it was a minivan riding like a Toyota Sienna, I would be like, that, you're still fucking badass. And you know it's probably still like yeah. tricked out with the best sound system. <laughs> and then my last follow-up fact is quite frankly embarrassing for me, but it was just like how I conversationally speak about Baltimore and Pittsburgh being similar towns mm-hmm. because they're blue-collar towns. I said they were blue-collar water okay, industry towns. I wondered what that meant. Well, the well the river. Well, Pittsburgh's Horses. on on three rivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of bridges. A lot of bridges, <laughs> but they're they're obviously like a steel <laughs> a steel and coal town. Yeah. where we are a water like industry right. town. But three B bridges. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is the title. But the point I was making is that they're just both working cities yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean we work like hard with for the your money. hands yeah we work yeah. we work for it yeah we got a lot of unions steel workers like union town yeah well pittsburgh has the steel workers we've uh. got the shipmen <laughs> oh yeah i guess you are the yeah. steelers oh bethlehem steel oh, no, doesn't no, exist bethlehem. anymore um, no, no, no. We did have Bethlehem yeah, Steel. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. exist okay. anymore here. When I played lacrosse, we would uh, go to this tournament that was in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And um, one of my teammates was like, is this where Jesus was born? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the idiot that said that went to some nice ass school, too. Yeah, definitely. Where'd Jesus go? It's college. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Cross. <laughs> this is why my grandmother can't listen, you guys. Yeah. I, she uh, would be praying for me. Nice. Thoughts and prayers. We we, we appreciate thoughts and prayers here at, at uh, Song Rx Podcast. I got yeah. a text this morning from um, my childhood friend's mother. Um, she sent me a screenshot of her podcast library. There's pictures of like Joel Austin in there. No, and it says my podcast library for Christian stations in you. Osteen, Joel uh, Osteen. How does a Baltimore a Baltimorean say Osteen? Osteen, Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Ooh, are, is that are you done with? Yeah, that? yeah. Okay. That's it's your turn, buddy. All right, I have a few. Um. 
after you did your songs, I was like, oh, they sound like they're in major keys, but the lyrical content brings you down. That wasn't true. Churches Forever is in D minor, but Lord Supercut is in C major. So I don't have a very discerning ear, I would say. They both have major attitudes. <laughs> no, I no, I, like, because right. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not in, I don't have the right, my brain kind of short-circuited because I'm not, I'm not music theory. I'm not music composition. Okay. I'm not a musician. Yeah. And I, when I listen e- to those songs, they give me the same feeling. And I would actually categorize them similarly. So major and minor just always then confuses me. It's okay. It's okay. I, I'm simple. No, no, no. It's okay. Because like if I had to think about a song, this is what I was saying about my cleaning songs. Don't discredit Song or X podcast because we, we do think about songs. No, no, no. I'm saying if, <laughs> if you were to tell me... <laughs> If you I never think about any songs at all. It's just no, <laughs> we, do. we do think about them. I was saying last week that I just assumed that all my cleaning songs would be in major scales, and then mm-hmm. when I listened to it, like when I listened to Debbie, I was like, oh, mm, this. Uh, actually, it was first um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and I was like, oh, this is weird. It's kind of a it's in a minor scale. That's what I thought. I wasn't quite wow. sure. We didn't, and yep. then I looked it up, and it was, and I was like, oh, it's just so interesting that that came to be speaking of roxy Toonbat has been a savior yeah. for me so we don't look so fucking stupid <laughs> well yeah that and um I'm, I'm gonna bring up cave movement every single episode until until i don't have to anymore but no as you should but you're also doing cave woman's also doing the production you yes but i on this uh, on yeah all of our yeah all, all of our, our music mu- is yours all original music is uh recorded and performed by a cave woman Yes. My A cable. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Donnie Thornberry after his um, <laughs> bottom surgery. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I'm working on the fourth record. But now, like, I have, like, fully fledged songs. And you can just, I can uh, upload the instrumental, get the key, set the key retune all of the instruments and then I can sing an auto-tune. Right, so I haven't figured out what kind of musician you are because I imagine you play by ear, right? Or well, now he plays by tune bat. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. play by tune bat. But when you play in a key, do you, you don't know necessarily know which key you're playing in, right? No, never. Okay, I so then why do you have to go back to figure out which key it is? Uh, What? Just to know which notes to hit and which ones are not to hit. Oh no! Like playing, it all comes naturally. Right, right, right. Yeah. But like for me, if like I knew which key, and regardless of whether I knew which key, I mean, I could figure out which key I was in mm-hmm. based on which notes I was playing. But uh, I would just be like, okay, well, I figured that out. I'm just gonna stick with the key. But you just start playing something, and you have to have Tumbat tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just go from there. It's just process. It's you guys just function as different brain types. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys just, you function, you're type A, he's type B. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like this weird, I have I have odd tendencies of both. And when it comes to like functionality, I'm type A. Like I am, I'm group leader. I'm like the school project. I was always the one being like, cool, you do this, you do that, you do that. And like, whatever. But I am, I'm more creatively sound in my brain than I am like, all I want is a checklist to be able to check things off. I don't want to have to I'm create 50/50. that checklist. My I use my right brain as much as I use my left. 
Yeah. Because I, I like, yes, come up with the procedures. I crunch a lot of numbers for a living, but outside of work. You're type I, double D. <laughs> <laughs> if we make this specific to, like, song prescription, though, you function far more analytically in the way that you are prescribing what songs for what prompt, where, like, I'm functioning really emotionally and you're functioning really, like, musically. It's interesting. Like, we're three very... And we all we all have different friendships, right? Like it's true. We, we function very cohesively, and mm-hmm. cohesively, but coming to the table with different mm-hmm. processes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, John Frusciani was the guitarist that mm-hmm. Roxy was referencing when Frusciante. talking about the Red Hut. Yeah. It's Frusciante. It's Frusciante. Like bruschetta. It's John Frusciante. Okay, so I, I say Frusciani. I didn't say his name because I didn't know how to pronounce it, and I didn't want like like a dumbass. Um, he's also the only player that's in his 50s. Or the only yeah. um, part of the band that's in his 50s. Everybody else is in their 60s. Speaking of uh, bad pronunciations, um, I said uh, I pronounced Issa Ray's name wrong. It should be Issa. I said Issa. Uh, you, we were pretty close. Yeah, we you gave you I a pass on that. Yeah, you sounded, I don't think you sound. You, right. I think you're, right. you're getting a little like in your head about it. I, you said Issa Rae. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anthony Kiedis is 69 inches tall. Nice. Hey. hey. Uh, Taylor Swift's mansion is in Rhode Island. Oh. Not New Hampshire or Maine. Every state that I didn't, yeah. Every yeah. state I Where didn't. Where in Rhode Island? Do you know? It's on the coast. I love that you looked up the state. I looked up who the former owner was, the Rebecca woman. I didn't look it up. Who was she? I asked my wife. <laughs> oh, so she knew. Yeah. And that checks out. And there have been many stalkers. Oh, that's terrible. Um, so at that I, piece of property? I don't know if it was at the piece of property, but... I knew she had one at the New York apartment. I knew she had one at the mansion. Okay, so one of the stalkers' name was Ra- Roger Alvarado. Uh, the New York City police says, Roger Alvarado was among the worst. Police found him napping in the bed of her NYC apartment... He just showered in her private bathroom, and he was fresh as a demented little daisy. What Uh, the fuck, dude? These dudes are so fucked up. uh, I think this is a good time for a PSA. If you have a stalker, take it seriously. Um, Please do. Again, it's not your fault. No. But uh, stalking, and I didn't know this until doing some podcasting, honestly, it leads to some other crazy, crazy unsafe stuff. So don't let other people take it uh, lightly. Um, it is crazy and extreme. Let's just know it doesn't lead to a good place. It does not. Stalking? <laughs> Clearly it doesn't. No. Yeah, no. That's why it's illegal. People are unwell. Yeah. Yeah, no stalking, no... Um, know your audience. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so audience, if you're related to me, don't listen to doesn't <laughs> listen to this shit. Um, there was a moment last week when I was like, Paul McCartney had a duty pr- to protect the queen, and he fucking failed. And Kaylee was like, I loved her, and you let her die. <laughs> Paul McCartney and Wings, very that famous song has what I said. Live and live let, let die. die. Yeah. yeah, I said our love fern, you let it die. Our love fern. How to lose a guy in ten days? Uh, I did say that I liked rom coms, but I Kaylee's did not. jaw is dropped <laughs> to She's the She's so mad at me right now. I'm gonna take a picture of it. <laughs> you, you guys, 
you, Roxy, I'm disappointed in because you're oh, that's the the Shakespearean one. That's Shakespearean love with uh, Heath Ledger and. uh, No, No. that's ten things I hate about you. Oh well. Oh, that was um. I got the number right. Taming of the Shrew. How to lose a guy in ten days is iconic. It is Kate Hudson. It is Matthew McConaughey, and the scene. She's she's a journalist. Um, he's in advertising and, uh, she has to write like in the, imagine she's writing for like Cosmo. She has to write the article about like how to lose a guy in 10 days. And she runs into this guy in a bar. And then in reality, they're falling in love in real life, but she's really writing an article and he doesn't know she's writing an article. And then she acts really crazy because she's trying to lose the guy. And then it's like, but I don't want to lose the guy. I fucking love him. And she brings him a, a plant and then she brings him a Chinese crested dog that pees on a card table. And like, there's all kinds of things. But the scene is our love fern. You let it die. Oh, God. That's getting posted on the website. <laughs> I, all, all of right. our listeners know it. You guys won't. It's, Sorry. It's all right. All right. Disappointing. All right. I got it. Is that the rest of our follow up facts? All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Do you have more facts? I have one more, which is not really a fact, but I thought this was a weird coincidence. Ooh. And. It's a mystery. It's about the movies that I cried in. Um, Jack Frost. Jack Frost and Click both have ties to Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, R.I.P. So Christopher Walken, who gifts Adam Sandler the magical remote to fast forward through his life, works in the Beyond section of Bed Bath and Beyond. Another fun fact about Click: Nick Swardson, who we talked about in episode one, is credited in Click as Bed Bath and Beyond guy. Um, And then. Michael Keaton plays Jack Frost. Michael Keaton is the the actor. The fucking Batman. Michael Keaton <laughs> <laughs> plays Jack Frost. If it's his not doing so well time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Career-wise, yeah. So, okay. Also, Michael Keaton, hilarious. Beetlejuice? Okay, so Michael Keaton is <laughs> also acts in a movie called The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. And he's the chief of the NYPD. But the police department is in such shambles that he quits and he starts managing a Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> or like after retirement. I don't know. But Maybe I was just like, with this Bed Bath & should have been using their marketing dollars in other ways. Um, can you punch me in the face? Because I was definitely thinking of Bath & Body Works. Oh, God. Christopher punch Walken's me like, this the is face. the Body Works section. <laughs> I thought I worked in the beyond. <laughs> oh my God. I swear I will work on my Christopher Walken impression. I'm going to refine oh. it. It's gonna be the that best. was better than the last episode. Yeah, sorry. Oh, but it is interesting. In the week that we are recording this episode, Bad Bath and Beyond has were uh, filed for bankruptcy. And oh, they, fi- they filed a while ago, but like first it was like, they're going to stop accepting the coupons, and now they're like, the stores are closing. Yeah, like uh, this week I keep on getting notifications. They're like, everything must go. Um, let's, uh, take a quick break. Yeah. Hot mic. Hmm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You farted, did you? Oh, gosh, now I have to put my mouth on this thing. Where'd your cover go? <laughs> oh, no. <is> it... 
welcome back to Song Prescription, <laughs> uh, where we are giving you our uh, song choices for all of your ailments. And this one had come from Mike last week, or last episode, and he had sent us the prompt that he uh, wants songs for walking his dogs when it rains. So it rains a lot in the mid-Atlantic this time of year. I always seem to be out walking my dogs when it does. Wondering if you have any go-to tracks for a rainy walk, drive, whatever in the city. Yeah, and this is a friend of mine, and uh, I I met up with him last week. Oh, no And, uh, yeah, we caught up, and it was great. I met his uh, wife, and, um, yeah, we're tight now. We're buddies again. But yeah, um, Mike, I really want to prescribe you a good song, but I feel like this is already in your playlist because we talked about (laughs) when I met up with him, we talked about music and I was just like, oh, so your song uh, you think he's already going to know? Yeah, he's definitely going to know it. What I like um, or what I appreciated not knowing Mike, what I enjoyed about his email was he called out that he loves that there's the corresponding playlists Mm -hmm. like that, that we get to dump all of this into one place for people to then reference. And that felt, uh, for me, since that was my little, like, calling card, I felt appreciated that somebody was already being like, wow, I can go, I can listen to the podcast and then go listen to all this stuff in one place. Mm. And you can too, listener. (laughs) If you want to write in, you could do it on any of our socials, which are at songrxpod, or if you want to email us at songrxpod at gmail.com, you can get all that at our website as well, which is songrxpodcast.com. So, um, rainy days, you know, I do like a good rainy day. Oh, I love a good rainy day. And but this prompt came at our sunniest, best <laughs> 72 <laughs> degree, no clouds in the sky days. Yeah, that is true. Um, but I think I said in episode one that when it's a rainy day, I just like to cuddle up and it really is a decompressing day for me. Cause I, my mode is you typically like produce work get the, all the shit done and when it rains I use that as an excuse to just be like I can chill out the weather or nature is chilling out right now because it is just relying on the weather to take things in and um, there's something bittersweet about rainy days um, when I wake up and it's rainy I'm like I could have done this stuff but I can't because it's raining. So uh, I'll take this opportunity to um, do other things like relax for once. Yeah. Um, but when uh, Mike asked for rainy day suggestions, uh, I went to a whole album, which I think this is the first time where I'm going to an album. Yeah, I kind of went uh, all of mine. Like I have two songs and an honorable mention that could go all albums as well. We do, we're leaving out the one fact that he put in there though, which is. Walking in the city in the rain. Walking. Did yeah. we also say? Did he also say drive? Yeah, he said. Wa- he he said walk, drive, whatever in the okay. city. Because I have I have walking ones and I have driving ones. Yeah. So. Mm. I will say about rain in the city is I do find that very cleansing and just to get a good wash of the sidewalks and the streets. There's something about that that just I feel revived. After we also that. live in Pollen Central, so yeah. I love a good <laughs> rinse of my car. Yeah. <laughs> so. This album that I went to is by electro pop pioneer Imogen Heap. Two thousand five album Speak for Yourself. It's a great one. <laughs> 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 
is going on. on. It's so good, though. <laughs> how did we sound? How did we sound, Kaylee? You sounded very deep. <laughs> oh, I'm not. So you're saying I'm not a contralto? <laughs> Um, so on this, well, let me just start with that song. That song is the most recognizable song, um, which was sampled by Jason Derulo, which probably helped uh, make it popular in the United States. I loved Emotion Heap when that shit came out. It was great. And the frou-frou stuff. Well, my, yeah, so, so, I mean, you both hit on frou-frou and Imogen Heap, uh, that song immediately puts me, uh, the time era, obviously, of 2005, but to the movie Garden State, because Garden State also has one of the best rain scenes of all time. Exactly. Yeah, so Imogen Heap, before her solo career, she was in the group Fru-Fru, which was her and one other person, and they, uh, this was coincidence, because this song did not come to my head when I was thinking Rainy Days, but the Fru Fru song didn't come exactly. to Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But that song is featured in Kaylee Say It. In Garden State. The which has a very famous rain scene. Yes. And the best soundtrack of all time. Yeah. So that um, famous rain scene. Respectfully, I like to disagree. Uh, but okay. Well, why don't why don't we table that for a soundtrack? Ooh. We've talked covers episode, soundtracks yeah. episode, but. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. That rain scene did not feature the Fru Fru song. It featured Simon and Garfunkel, the only living boy in New York. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel. We're talking about Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Fru Fru's um, song is featured at the the end, I believe, of that um, movie. With the it is. It's this. Scene. It's the airport scene on the escalators. Yep. Exactly. But um, but like that. That has such great heights, performed by Iron and Wine. Mm. It, it has so many good covers on it too. If we're gonna talk about that, yeah. Um, so um, many of the songs on this album, they sound like rain to me, and I'll play very short snippets of it, and uh, you can decide for yourself. But first, I will play um, that most recognizable um, part of. Um, song hide and seek which uh, jim and i just sang for you uh, <laughs> when we do favorite covers know. i'm gonna say jim roxy singing emotions <laughs> <laughs> hide and seek on song I, that's, podcast. that's not making Episode my list three. guys <laughs> not making my list no i'm gonna say i'm gonna say these two things really made it mainstream jason derulo and it was also Jason Derulo. Um, there was also a SNL digital short that featured this song, and it was so popular at the time. And I rewatched it recently, and I don't think I got it at the time, and I didn't get it watching it the other day. But it featured people that are still relevant. Um, Bill Hader was in this skit. Andy Sandberg, Kristen Wiig, Jason Sudeikis, Fred Armisen, and Shia Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. LaBeouf, <laughs> <Le> sorry. <laughs> For Shanti, LaBeouf. It's fine. Um, so I'm going to play the most popular part of the song, and then I'll get to where, again, it sounds like raindrops, which you hear throughout the entire album. Um, here we go. Say that you only meant well, well, cause you did what you say. Mm, that it's all for the best, because it is what you say. 
All right, so everyone probably recognizes that Iconic. Part. Iconic, Very. absolutely. Gosh, and there's those are all just layered vocals. No no instrumentation whatsoever. It's just her fucking voice box. Mm-hmm. All right, and here is where I'm going to say, uh, this sounds like raindrops to me. Falling out your mouth, mid-sleep, and those breaths yeah, maybe maybe a little drizzle <laughs> <laughs> I get it they're like dancey for sure but I you you lose it when you listen to it in any other realm other than in headphones to he, like hear you hear her breathing in that yeah mm-hmm. what a gorgeous voice so it's funny you were talking about how the song sounds. She was very deliberate in making sure that each song sounded differently on this album from uh, Wikipedia. While recording the album, Heap kept a graph on which she had the keys of the songs on the x-axis and the tempos of the songs on the y-axis as to prevent herself from repeating song structures. What? Ooh, math. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I, fuck I, my, I literally went cross. I dissociated for the third time. So she just put it in Excel. <laughs> it was like a uh, scatter plot. Yeah, this is the beginning of the song Loose Ends. Um, I'm just going to play a couple of seconds. I'm pretty sure this song was featured in Grey's Anatomy, and I love that song. Oh, I could believe it. I yeah. could see this fitting into that show. That show, uh, it wasn't... Um, <laughs> A big fan of Grey's Anatomy, but my teammates <laughs> in college loved to watch yeah, it. Yeah, the early but years were, and they were icon. They did speaking. How many times are we gonna like tag? We, you said NBC earlier, but this is an ABC show. They were the first show that I knew that when the episode aired, you could go to abc.com and look up the songs. Uh-huh. There were so many. At the end of the show, they would say, you can find the soundtrack on... Well, what? and it would it would throw you to iTunes, but you could go to literally like abc.com slash Grey's Anatomy and see what the songs in that episode were. And it's before you had Spotify to be able to do all this. You had to buy all of them. I was broke. Yeah. And a nerd. Um, yeah, I didn't, I thought the show was fine, um, but I thought the soundtracks were phenomenal. So good. So many good songs. In those early years, they were like Snow, so Snow good. Patrol yes. was on there, and yep. that, that was great. It was great. And um, Such Great Heights by the Postal yep. Service. Yep. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. Um, and, um, all right, I'm going to play you another little snippet, um, and this is from the song The Walk on this album. Stop that so in this song, I hear a lot of s- a wind. You just heard some wind, and then I hear the raindrops again. Yep. Oh, such a good song. Yeah, um, I haven't listened to that album in a long, yeah. long time. <laughs> I, I had to call it back. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had some wind that I f- that I uh, <laughs> yeah. farted into. Yeah, during our break, Jim was literally farting into his microphone. <laughs> <coughs> they heard it already. Yeah. <laughs> it's going in the next cable room. <laughs> Along with that Thornberry sound. Um, so, yeah, I went with this entire album. I think it is just great for a rainy day. Again, rainy days don't mean sad days for me. They are decompression days, and this album is huge decompression album for me. I think I mentioned a couple times um, throughout this episode my, my college teammates and um, a bunch of us lived together and we had very stressful days. You know, we had days when we would come back to our apartments and like we'd be down or like mad at each other. But at the end of the day, like we needed to decompress and reset. And a lot of those 
times were uh, reset with this album. And um, let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it for Imogen Heap. Woo, shout out to mm-hmm. Imogen. <laughs> yeah. Got um, it right. I do have a um, honorable mention, and that is the song Bittersweet Symphony by The Ver. Okay. Um, I think I said actually before starting my part that rain to me is bittersweet, and maybe that's why I went to Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, got rain it. It'll be on the corresponding this. playlist. There we go. Nice. My turn. Um, I liked this prompt. I am always going to like the melancholy prompts. This one was a little melancholy for me, but. I don't know. I like that. You're I like a tortured white woman. You know what's That's funny? True. Um, <laughs> I'm really emo. When I was when I was trying to figure out what songs I want, I was like, "There's definitely a Smashing Pumpkins song that mm-hmm. I can put." Oh yeah. And Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which is such a such good a good album. album. I was like, "Which song do I want to pick?" And I was like, "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> like Billy Corgan's such a dick now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for that record on vinyl for my mom now for like multiple years, but they haven't repressed it yet. So everyone you find is expensive, and I'm like, oh, I from you. the 90s. Ooh, I just got the. I just yeah, but they didn't even press a lot of records in the 90s, so it's just CDs. they just need to re-roll these. I just pre-ordered the new uh, uh, Speed Metal uh, King Gizzard album on vinyl i don't know which which flavor i got of it but it's my friend is also great. a big fan of king giz yes yeah. yeah and after we played episode one um i got a text that uh there's some big fans out there in colorado it, it, king giz is not where i went um i went with a band called milo green and much like you went roxy with the full album this full album which is their self-titled from 2012 could function as a front to back don't play it out of order rainy day album for sure um but this is the first track on it and it is called what's the matter and it moves like this but after the three minute mark all vocals drop out so much i um it's it's also meant to be seen live in my opinion like i've seen it live a handful of times and it's so good every single time but they are a band that i completely stumbled on from a now defunct band uh the civil wars i oh. saw them play they're featured in gettysburg your they're they featured are, in they are uh, featured in my bathroom gettysburg and john <laughs> johnstown pa they're unrelated at the museum unrelated There's a poster of them in kaylee's bathroom they are from the concert that i'm referencing milo green is also on that poster um one of the theaters in dc had not been revamped to have like shows yet in it and the civil wars played there and they pulled this band they like saw them performing in like Seattle or Portland, like somewhere out in the Pacific Northwest, which I don't even think, I think the band's from California. Super rainy area. Yeah, exactly. Um, But they pulled them. And the first time I saw them, they were only selling burned CDs. It was like a three song EP, self-burned. And there were four of them and they rotated instruments on the stage. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I've never seen things like this. And then I went to see them at a smaller venue where they were headlining and Lucius opened for them. And nice. then I've since like gone on to see Lucius do things. And it's just wild when I'm not always a like go see the opener kind of person, 
but the times that I haven't fallen in love with somebody, they become like my little tiny babies that I just want to put in my pocket. And it's funny you say uh, burn CDs because when I saw Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol, they were like CDs, ten dollars, and it was like the the like uh, silver yes. mirror sand <laughs> with, disc, like fifty megabytes with on sharpie it. on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was Which, like, I was like, where's your LP? And they were like, we're not on the label. Like, I don't know what you expect. Which buried somewhere in this basement, I'm sure, is that is that exact CD that I bought. Uh, and now I have all their albums on on vinyl as well, and I've seen them a, a ton. But this this self titled album from 2012 is wonderful. So um, my second song also can go by an entire album, and the same thing, much like I did Milo Green self titled Milo Green. This is Red Hearse self titled Red Hearse, but the song I'm going with is called Everybody Wants You. And they're a great band because they are two big producers and then an artist songwriter who's doing the vocals. So are you feeling rain here? Everything. I think the vocals sound rain. See, I was thinking that. Oh. So I didn't go very much like that way of of actually hearing the rain Sessions. in there. In in both tracks, there's like a good walking beat. Like we were referencing that he was looking for like walking, driving, whatever in the city. Um, but both tracks and my honorable mention track kind of have that like synth arping underneath it. So mm -hmm. it's like there is just that. Um, but yeah, they they both have this underlying just just arping sound. And Jack Antonoff is one of the people of Red Hearse, naturally. Why would he not be? But um, that sort of just low pressure noise is what makes me think of rain. Uh. And, Front. and both, I would, I would love for you guys to look into major, minor, how they are in that regard, but Pressure's pressure's a huge a huge deal in terms of atmospheric pressure yeah. that that influences the weather a lot. And I get crazy pressure headaches with rain. Yes, you do. Yeah, but these both of these songs and both of these albums just make me feel like that not the passing storm. That would be a different that would be a different song for me for sure, but the full-on washout day where it is gray and just the consistent drizzle all day long. Um I could drive to them. I could dog walk to them. I could um, cuddle up on the couch under a blanket and just feel cozy with them. They're, mm -hmm. they're comfort. Um, and then the other people that are part of Red Hearse, uh, the other producer is Soundwave, and that is like Soundwave without the D, one word, and Sam Do. Um, Soundwave is responsible for doing stuff like Beyonce, Kendrick, Taylor, Marcus Mumford, all nice. people that have been mentioned on this podcast. Nice. Um, and I didn't even realize that the part that I was playing of that song has the lyric, call your name in the pouring rain. So mm -hmm. there's there's levels that I'm like, oh, that that checks out why I, why I chose this. Um, and I'll play just a quick snippet of my honorable mention. So my honorable mention is uh, the album, again, you can listen to the full album, New Skin by Verite. But much like Milo, I chose the opening track of it and um, recently saw her in DC. And it's a short song, but same with that art underneath it, that deep synth. The electropop here. But she's got a really cool voice. It reminds me of Imogen a yeah. little bit. 
sorry. Do you mind if I bring Imogen back for a second? No. Um, so um, do you guys know the singer Caroline Polachek? Yeah. So she recently just came out with a new album, and um, I would say a lot of her songs, even prior to this album, sound very similar to Imogen Heap. And I was like, am I going crazy, or does this sound like Imogen Heap? And, of course, I looked it up, and a lot of people drew her voice and her style back to Imogen Heap. But um, a, a lot of artists credit Imogen Heap as being I'm sure, yeah. inspiration to her, um, including Ariana Grande. Casey Musgraves even said, if I had to write a country music album in the style of image and heap this is what it would sound like yeah um so i wouldn't be surprised if she was inspiration for this artist yeah it wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all and uh i mean casey saying that is just a i i feel all the time that so much of the music that i listen to no matter how different it is tends to like pull back from the same influences or the same production styles and then i'm like well now that checks out that i like all of those things uh a lot of people I don't think sit with like the interconnected web of what that is, but yeah, that's why music is powerful. Okay. Some other people that who have uh, mentioned uh, Imogen Heap as an inspiration for them um, include BB Rexa, who we've mentioned on the mm-hmm. show. Um, Ellie Golding. That's probably a more obvious one. Yeah. I could get that one for sure. Mm-hmm. The pentatonics. I could see that with the harmonies. Um, Chloe Bailey. Um, I don't know who that is. She is Chloe X Bailey. Her sister, ha- or, oh my God, Chloe X Haley, or is it Haley X Chloe? Her sister, Haley Bailey, is the new Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. And Chloe Bailey is in the show Swarm, which is so wicked and twisted, and I loved it. And I feel like you will enjoy it too because you get into the fandom of. Jack Antonoff. Yeah. This is basically like a... To be fair, I don't get into the fandom oh, of sorry, Jack Antonoff. Like, no, but like, I, I don't know. I, I grapple with this a lot because... Do you like weird shit? I love weird shit. Okay, then watch Swarm. I will. No, I, abs- I absolutely will. It's but so like weird Hurst. and it's so disgusting and it just... I, I reveled in it. I loved it. Good. I'll um, add it to the and list. And that is um, Donald Glover's um, mm-hmm. uh, show. By the way, do you know where he got the name Childish Gambino? I do not. Yeah, he, I do. Oh, get, J- Jim knows. Jim knows. Jim just came back from Welcome the bathroom. Back. And he's going to share. Hey, yeah. How did Childish <coughs> Gambino get his name? So Childish Gambino uh, asked the Wu-Tang yes! name generator yes, yes, website yes, 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 yes. for a, a new MC name, and that is what was resulted. Fantastic. Jim got it right. That is how Childish Gambino Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I love Wu-Tang. Uh, I love I love uh, Donald Glover. I think he's he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ooh, I got hey, hey. some recognition. Yeah. Let's go. Um, All right, so I'm gonna get into my song. So I was very inspired by this prompt, mostly because it was my friend who suggested it. But um, you know, we 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 met up after I you know after he sent the email. And I was like, we talked about music for a while, and I was, I, I got a pretty good impression of what he likes now, and um, I think I'm, I'm probably going to be spot on with my prescription with the email. It's a benefit when you know the person yeah. you're prescribing. So I have a ton of shit. If you guys would bear with me, yeah. um, the first song I have is uh, from a band called My Bloody Valentine. It's called Loomer. Um, and 
This is off of the album Loveless. It's another Irish English band. Uh, Staying in the same van of, of where I left the listeners on episode two with the cranberries. Very dreamy, very reverby. Um, so, My Bloody Valentine is th- that Loveless album was re- released in 1991, and they're credited with like the invention of the shoegaze genre. And oh. sh- shoegaze is is not really a. It's really hard to describe because I think it, the origin of it is that somebody saw My Bloody Valentine and they. They played a show and they just never moved. For, like their feet didn't move or anything, and they were just looking down and like playing their instruments. So they were just gazing at their shoes. Oh, so it's S H O E. I was thinking S H U, shoe gaze. They're literally just gazing at their shoes. Yes, exactly. Okay. What is S H U? Asian. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not following. Um, that makes me that song in particular. Let's not credit AAPI month <laughs> to what they don't deserve. The Irish invented shoegaze. Okay. That well, that um, those guitars and that sound reminds me so much of like Soccer Mommy, and I oh, went yeah. and saw her solo yeah. by myself at Autobar, and I probably did shoegaze and didn't move my feet and was yeah. just like, swaying. But really, My Bloody Valentine came out with Loveless, and then in 1991, their next album was called MBV, and it wasn't released until 2013 I want to say and after this album Kevin Smith like went into hiding like he had this weird like crazy moment like kind of like Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys where he Ooh, was like in bed. after after Pet Sounds and yeah. or kind of like Sid Barrett and Pink Floyd like mm-hmm. he just became this recluse and um you know Loveless wasn't a hit commercially and then later on, it became this like cult favorite. But um, that is my that is my rain song from this album. I think the whole album is great. But um, yeah, my bloody Valentine Loomer is the song. I'm going to look up my next one. And so, when I went through this exercise, I was like, I picked a bunch of dreamy, reverb-drenched songs. And I really think Shoegaze and Dream Pop lend itself well to um, Rainy Days. And I went a little milder on the Shoegaze stuff because there's like a total different subgenre of Shoegaze, which is a little, a little scuzzier. Um, there's bands like Were and Nothing. Were, W-H-I-R-R, is what I'm trying to say. Were. And uh, Nothing, Super Heaven. Um, good Rainy Day bands. And then I asked like a coworker of mine, and I was like, "What do you like? What do you listen to in the rain?" It was like punk and hardcore, and I was like, "I guess that makes sense." Because yeah, like, I could see that for some. Because I was saying like when you were like saying it's like a decompressive day, there is really like an inward looking uh, feeling that you go through mm-hmm. with yeah. a rainy day. So like, yeah, if you when you're like self reflecting on, and you could definitely like get an um, uh, like uh, some emerge like sub subconscious like political rage or i was to say or, or something ang- just yeah. angst, angst not yeah. even like in looking inward it could just be like yeah. an angst of a cleansing yeah so i'm not going to go hardcore yet um but i'm going to stay in the same shoegaze realm 
and I'm going to play another Canadian band because I love the Canades. And um, I'm going to play the song. This song is called Tom Verlaine by Always. Another band that uses a W as two Vs. I I was really inspired by Always because they they phonetically made the decision like if you Google search Always like it won't produce the band's name so they put two Vs instead of the W and I was like oh well maybe I should do that and nobody fucking Google's me <laughs> but it, um, this is my favorite song off of the newest record called Blue Rev. And Blue Rev is like the Canadian equivalent to Four Loco. <laughs> oh, okay. You guys remember those? Yes, like absolutely. College? Yeah, that was such the craze. <laughs> Much huge. That song, uh, before we before we get too far removed from it playing, Yeah. that song reminds me so much of She Plays Bass. I don't know who that is. Um, yeah. No, the song title, She yeah. Plays Bass, which oh. I'm trying to think... It's not Blue to Tiger, is it? No. I couldn't tell you who did it. Um, which, But it's that same, like, soccer mommy genre. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like, she plays bass, she plays bass. It's the same exact rhythm, and it's it's wonderful. I think they play that on the station that I listen to, which is... They, def- they definitely uh, do. WTMD? Yeah. Yep, WTMD. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so embarrassed that I didn't know this. Oh, my God. Punch me in the face. It's Beepa Doobie, who is a Filipino. Uh, I should have known yeah. that, too. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. It's okay. I should have known that, too. Happy yeah. API. Oh, no. It's she's in the She's UK. Hey, I'm celebrating the Canadians here right now. Yeah. So um, She's not American. She's, yeah, British Filipina. Beepa Doobie. Gotcha. Oh, my God. Love her, too. She's great. Great voice. I yeah, they have. They So I think her and Molly Rankin from Always have. It is very similar. The thing is, is that I have a poster of a WTMD poster of Biba Doobie in my house. Yeah, I remember we were supposed to go see that show. And then Casey was like, it was like rained or something. And Casey was like, I don't want to go. But it ended up what the, the, rain, the rain kept her in the songs that just kept it, her in from the songs I just said. Because <laughs> played during, <laughs> during rain. It oh, rained. Gosh. And then it ended up being a beautiful evening. Oh, yeah. You know, the concert, listener-supported radio, they throw awesome concerts throughout the summer. It's Canton Waterfront Park, which yes. is across across the harbor from yes, where I live. Yes, So it's kind of like a, it's a trek for me, but it's a walk for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's it was easy enough for my wife and I to just wander down to after the rain. Concert was beautiful, but it was a, a bit of a obstacle for Jim. But um, yes, she plays bass by BB. <laughs> the way I found out about Always was Ben Gibbard did a cover of Archie Marry Me off of their self-titled debut. And I didn't know the band. And somebody recorded Ben Gibbard doing this cover at some show. And and then I was like, oh, this song's really good. And then I looked at the original. And now I like Always like way more than Death Cab. Um, but uh, Always is from Prince Edward's Prince Edward, Edward Island. Island. Yes, yes uh, Anna Green Gables was written there. Yes, so this will be really beautiful but harsh winters. Mm, um, I've been. They it's are a family vacation. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Is that that's an actual island though, not like Rhode yes, Island. It is a real island. We went there because my sister and I read um, the Anna Green Gables series. That's beautiful. Yeah, isn't it? I like that. I like that a lot. So Tom Verlaine is the is the song title. Tom Verlaine, does that ring any bells? It to you does, guys? but I, I, it sounds like a famous name. I couldn't tell. Not you for me. So he is the front man of the band Television. Mm, no. Um, 
he just passed away this past year. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. But Marky Moon is the television record that's pretty iconic. It's one of the bands that's credited with the emergence of New York punk and post-punk. They played some of the first shows at CBGB. Um, CBGB is like the Ramones, the Mm -hmm. Talking Heads. Mm -hmm. Um, So they did that. Um, So Tom Verlaine, R.I.P. But uh, Tom Verlaine started started the band television with his buddy. Um, His name is Richard Hell. Dick Hell. (laughs) 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 But before television, before they released their debut, Richard Hell... Uh, said, you know, fuck Tom Verlaine, and he started his own band called Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Um, and Richard Hell and the Voidoids are credited with pioneering the punk rock look, which was basically stolen. F- well, it was there were a huge influence on the Sex Pistols look. Okay, uh, so yeah. when you said punk rock look, I went yeah. to Sex Pistols. Yeah, so the Sex Pistols copied. Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Look. Yeah. Wow. Man, me growing up in my, like, super punk anarchy, way too young to be, like, trying to say anarchy was a thing uh, era, we were all about calling people posers and, like, like, narcs. And it's like, wow, it's all based just (laughs) on that anyway. Yeah. Uh, Richard Hell. Dick Hell. Dick Hell, um... I imagine Peyronie's disease is, is like dick hell. Um, and then here's my last one, which is part of the prescription. This is a big thief. It's called Mythological Beauty. Um, You'd notice I didn't talk during any of that because I love that song so much. Um, Big Thief. uh, I think it's fronted by this woman named Adrienne Lenkner, and I could be butchering her name right now, but um, Big Thief. God, they're indie giants now. And this song is just incredible. Mm. Um, And I don't want to rattle off too much too much info. Do you guys want to say some stuff? Because I've I've been rattling off a lot. I was just gonna say I got Biba Doobie du- vibes. Oh really? Nice. Yeah, they all all three of those songs that you just played all fall into that same. I keep saying the soccer mommy realm, but there's so many in that indie genre that that sound. I d- I don't want to I don't want to discredit them by saying they all sound alike, but there's a very distinct sound that's very on trend right now. Correct. I th- I think the same. So I think My Bloody Valentine always, and I think Big Thief. Th- the singers have very similar vocal registers, so I mm-hmm. think that it it does uh it does it does that to some listeners. But I I love this song. It's like it's so poppy, but the melody and the guitar tone. And I, I love how simple it is. There's like accidental harmonics that happen in the recording. And the harmonic is like this, it's not the fundamental note, but it's like an overtone that comes into play. That It's it's not like the main note, but it's something that you hear in excess of the main note. And it's 
featured throughout right. the song. So what is a harmonica? Because I always thought it was when you play it and you go, bring. Yeah, so I think there's different variations of like what a harmonic fundamental frequency is versus like a, like there's also different variations when you play it on guitar. There's like right. a pinch harmonic. Okay. And then there's a couple of locations on the guitar's fretboard where you can slightly right. touch it and yeah. it rings. I love that. I love yeah. playing a harmonic on the fretboard. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of instances of, of really well-placed harmonics in this song mm. that I love. Um, but the song, um, you know, it's just really beautifully simple. I, I think the transitions from verse to pre-chorus to chorus are just... Incredible. They're they're the dynamics that they they change. They go up, down, up, down. It's it's awesome. And apart from like, I could I could go on about the music uh, uh, for a long time. But apart from the music, uh, the lyrics are incredible. Um, so Adrian Lankner, and I really hope I'm not butchering her name, but um, I'm not sure if everything in the song is autobiographical. But it highlights the struggle of like learning to become a parent when you're still a child. So when she was born, her mother was like a teen mom or something. I, I don't I don't really know. Product of that, there's good things that come of it. Yeah. So uh, there's also some reference to like teen pregnancy and not and having to give up the child for adoption because you just don't have the familial support or the means financially or just like you're just too young to be a mother and it just the heartbreak involved with that. So it, it was, it's a really sad song, <laughs> and it probably it probably ties back to a lot of other themes, but um, melodically and musically, I love this song for a rainy day. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, dude! I she put the nail I, in that coffin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. nice. You, you guys need to talk flow. to me. I can't. I can't just. I can't just talk. Then don't talk, Anna. <laughs> I'm not talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, my mansplaining these songs no. sung by women. <laughs> God. Oh man. I didn't. I don't know the. Um, I don't. I don't know the bands. It's hard. I know. To so. So this is. This is the reason. So I had this whole diabolical plan for this week. It was like I was going to highlight all like lesser known artists because. Because I did Taylor Swift last week, I was like, "It's episode two. I'm only, I'm already busting out Taylor Swift. Like, I can't, I gotta, I can't ruin my credibility this early on." So I, uh, I'm, I'm going back into it, and you know, shoegaze and you know, uh, dream pop. That's that's not as weird as I get. So it's it's gonna get weirder. Just bear with me. All right, so. This is the last honorable mention I'll have. And it is an album in its entirety. And I'm wearing this hoodie right now um, because this is my favorite well, The, ho the hoodie board. says the rain washes the you rain away. The rain washes you away. And this is an album by the fucking boys from Knocked Loose. Um, it's a Kentucky hardcore band. Um, the album is called A Tear in the Fabric of Life. It was my favorite album of 2021. Um, concept album. Every song is telling a story. Um, it is about a car accident after a rainy night. And the protagonist loses 
his life partner in the car accident and it goes through him you know uh coming to terms with you know losing his uh the love of his life so I will say, Intense. drive safely out there. If you, you know, if you. Was <laughs> like, oh, this your driving one? <laughs> this is my driving one. I mean, hey, man, if there's anything that's scary, like, it's hydroplaning, dude. Like, For sure. Mm, yeah. If you guys have ever hydroplaned, that shit is fucking yeah. terrifying. That I, and surfboarding. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's A little like bit of water is involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I hydroplaned one time and I was like, this is it. Like, I thought I was going to die for a second. And then, um, but yeah, Knocked Loose, um, they just played Coachella. Like, I, I think they're getting a lot bigger now, but um, it starts off with Yeah, rain. that is rain. And it has this whole um, guy walking to his car, opening the car door, closing the car door. In ignition. Then he goes for this drive, um, and then you can pop down. But essentially, after that, everything fucking goes wrong. And you know he survived this car accident, but his wife didn't, or his lover didn't. And the whole album is just completely devastating. But love knocked loose. Fuck. <laughs> what I'm gonna say is that I'm gonna end it. I don't know. I saw Knocked Loose. Um, I'm 33 years old. Like I can't go in the pit or anything like that anymore. But um, my my friend Pat, um, he's like really into the hardcore scene, and he, he like he's like my age. And I saw him recently. He had like he like broke his foot from like stage diving as a, at a hardcore show. And I was like, I'm I'm just done. I'm not gonna risk my yeah. fucking livelihood off that. Yeah. No show is worth that to me. I, I mean, my I just went to see the Killers and I was in the pit. It's like, and I'm older than you. I I won't give it up. I don't know. I uh, I love I love hardcore music. I think it's uh, I think it's great. But uh, pits, I'm just a nonviolent guy. So. But that's why I asked if you would do it at a non-hardcore show because not every pit is a is a pit is well. a mosh pit. Maybe I'm just lazy. Okay, so I asked some friends what the rainy day songs were. And, um, you know, the obvious thing for me to do was to ask my sister what her rainy day song is because her name is Stormy. <laughs> and um, interestingly enough, our father is a meteorologist. He has a degree in meteorology. He was an enlisted airman um, and um, chased storms, and hence how my sister got her name. But then he uses GI Bill uh, from the Air Force. And got a degree in meteorology, so he is a meteorologist. Um, but I didn't. By the time I asked, thought about asking her, um, she was probably in bed because she's overseas and in totally different time zone. So um, missed opportunity there. But I would think that her song would be "Stormy Weather" because that was her theme song. Girl, not Stormy Daniels. No. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> God no. What is, what is "Stormy Weather" by? So that song's been covered quite a few times, but it's from 1933. Originally sang at the Cotton Club, probably made most famous by Ed James in 1960. Okay. Um, the thing about the name Stormy is um, there was that whole Stormy, Stormy Daniels thing. Or there <laughs> yeah. is that whole Stormy Daniels thing. And then um, 
Kylie Jenner? Is that the Jenner? Her daughter's name is Stormy. Okay, but yeah, she didn't they just change the so oh, change somebody's no, name? This is this gets crazier. She named her daughter Stormy, and um, when she did, people were texting me in there because people were like, "Oh, that's such a shitty." fucking name to name your child and people <laughs> my friends were texting me and they're like oh, so what did your sister think and I was like I haven't asked her but she probably is relieved that the attention is getting yeah, taken away from somebody Stormy Daniels somebody yeah. else has a name and then my parents said if they had a son which they didn't because they had me at second child female my parents said if they had a son they would name him wolf w-o-l-f um, but they didn't because they had me and Kylie Jenner had a son after Stormy and named him Wolf. And that's the one that they changed the name, right? Right. They did end up changing the name um, a few weeks later after he was born or something like that. But um, when I saw that article come up, I didn't even know that she had a son. When I saw that article came up, I was like, what are the chances that another what alternate universe person movie? would name their kids Stormy and Wolf? Um, so anyways, interestingly enough. So I asked some friends what their rainy day songs were, and uh, I got Ain't No Sunshine, Bill Withers. Ooh, Bill. Longest yeah. note. Longest Ooh. note in the yep. uh, history. Yeah, U.S. Top 40. Um, someone else said, Long As I Can See the Light, which is Credence Clearwater Revival. John Fogarty. And they said maybe the obvious uh, CCR song here would be Have You Seen the Rain, but yeah. it's too upbeat. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. I also got Circles, Mac Miller, Funeral, Freebie Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> That's 3D. <laughs> Left Side Eloise, I Can't Stand the Rain, and Peebles. Blue and Green Miles Davis, who we mentioned last week. Um, Firefall by Bear. I think that's how you pronounce it. B-J-E-A-R. No Bear. idea. Um, and then uh, I got a text that said, I mean, I like Bonnie Vare for every day, but Bonnie Vare. Yeah, Bonnie Vare fits for me too. Yeah, the Bonnie Vare album is a great one for rainy days. Um, I got another text that said, I always listen um, to anything by the National or T-Sway's Forklore when it rains. And lastly, my wife said, Umbrella, Rihanna. Thank you, face. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Katie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, that being said, we did get a submission for whoop, whoop. our next episode. In my opinion, it's not a downer. I think you could take this in a couple different directions. So I'll be interested to see where we go with it. So, and I really like the way that she wrote this. And the first time I read it, I was like... Interesting. I really, really like this. And the second time I read it, you know when there's like things that have happened in your life that you just kind of like forget about or block out? I wrote an entire short story that got published when I was in college from the same place that she was in. <gasps> no yeah. way. Yeah. So then I read it the second time and I had like this whole flashback sort oh, of stuff. Oh, that's cool. It says, song prescribers... I'm sitting alone at a bar at the Denver airport drinking a cheap but expensive glass of Sauvignon Blanc and everything is annoying me. It doesn't help that I'm headed to Pennsylvania for my grandpa's funeral. Security and construction are fucked and the bartender just gave me someone else's credit card while double charging my card in the process. I need something to calm my nerves but also lift my spirits. Sincerely, drowning at DIA. Denver International Airport. There we go. Mm. So yeah, if there is a hell on earth, it's DIA. <laughs> you got to take like three different trams to get to your fucking gate. And you often have a layover. That's where I wrote my short story. And it yeah. does look like a circus tent. It does, yep. Yeah. And uh, there's a plane hanging in the middle of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, I like, I felt, 
I don't know. I could feel there's there are a few sentences in that email, and I could feel exactly what she was going through. Yeah, and if you're in like Denver proper, like you still got like an hour drive to get to DIA. The last time I the last time I flew out of Denver, I took the train from downtown Denver to even get there. Like their like subway essentially. But yeah, it's I I kind of liked this prompt, but I also like that she prefaces it with like she is frustrated and she needs something calm nerves lift spirits yeah because um you're about to board onto a very compact space so to go to something very shitty yeah so how do you deal with that yeah we're gonna come up with a prescription for you we sure are zyrtex annex (laughs) 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 on that pop that before uh pop that before getting on a plane you'll be fine (laughs) On that note, if you uh, want to send us any of your requests for future prescriptions, it is songrxpod at gmail.com or songrxpod on any socials. We've got the Instagrams. We've got the, I think we have the Facebooks that Roxy does because I don't do that. We've got the TikToks. We've got the Titters. (laughs) We've got the Twitter. I was distracted by Jim putting a microphone (laughs) under his butt. He's trying to fart on the mic again. Um... But yeah, send us send us what you need, and uh, all of our music is produced by Jim himself and Cave Woman. Yeah, follow me at Cave Woman. The W's two V's. So that's Jim. I'm Kaylee. I'm Roxy, and we are Song Prescription. Later. Good Ciao. Night. Goodbye.